Hey, what's up, folks, and welcome back to another 3D Hangouts. My name is Noel Ruiz. I'm a designer here at Adafruit, and joining me every week is my brother, Pedro. Good morning, everybody. I'm Pedro's creative tech here at Adafruit, and every week we're here to share 3D printed projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. That's right. This is where we combine 3D printing and DIY electronics to make inspirational projects. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. We are hanging out in the Discord chat room. We'll take a moment to greet everybody that's joining us live. And if you'd like to join the Discord chat room, we have a URL, which is right up here at the top of our screen. The uh, URL is discord.gg slash Adafruit. And that'll get you an invite link to our Discord uh, we're hanging out in the live broadcast chat room, and we'll take a moment here to welcome all of the lovely attendants. Hello, Do Esther. We got Andy Calloway, Vince Farg, Jim Henderson, and Rosin. Welcome, welcome. You all right, Peter? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just everything okay, cool. plain. All the previews uh, are plain. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Yep. yep. We have some folks in the YouTube yeah, chat as well. We have Connor McCarter and Projects in Dad's Garage. Good morning. We're also hanging out in the Facebook chat rooms and the YouTube and Twitch. So this is uh, running off a of StreamYard, and it kind of brings all the chats together. So say hello and ask any questions as we go through the show. I'm going to go ahead and do some housekeeping to get us started. Let's start off with some deals. You go to adafruit.com slash free. You can find out all the deals that are going on. And we also have a special 10% discount code for any physical products in the shop. And the code this week is SNAPFIT, all one word, all lowercase. So make sure uh, to, <laughs> to make it all one word and a lowercase word, SNAPFIT. And uh, yeah, we'll see why later in the, in the show why it's SNAPFIT. But you could guess already. So let's take a look here. Any orders that are $99 or more, you're going to get a free flexible LED noodle. That's the uh, 3 volt, 133 millimeter long, warm white colored noodle. For orders that are $149 or more, you get the noodle plus the Adafruit KB2040. That's that keyboard driver. It can run CircuitPython, Arduino, and many other firmwares. For orders that are $200 or more, you get the KB2040, the noodle, and ground shipping from UPS, and that's continental US only. And then for the big one, for $2.99 or more, you'll get uh, all that stuff plus a BBC Microbit version 2. And check out adafruit.com slash free for those details. Heading over to the jobs board at jobs at adafruit.com. It's a good place to check out uh, if you are in the market for a new gig or if you're looking for makers to help you with your projects. I'm seeing here um, we have a new listing for a CNC programmer slash maker for machine histories. And that is uh, in the Los Angeles, California area. So if you want to post a job or look for a job, just go to jobs at Let's see here. 
next up we have some newsletters adafruit.com slash newsletter let me see if i can find an image for that there it is adafruit.com slash newsletter you can subscribe to that if you want to get notified in your email inbox about all the latest happenings in the shop uh adafruit.com slash newsletter for that and that's that's pretty much the the housekeeping so i'm going to go back over to discord and uh, say hello to anybody we might have missed. And then we're going to jump into the, to the project. Happy Wednesday. We are checking to see when these Raspberry Pis drop. Yeah, Sergey is asking if we have any Raspberry Pis. <laughs> yeah, normally Wednesdays, normally on Wednesdays we do have Raspberry Pis, but uh, things may have changed, but we'll see. Yeah, Real quick, Dad, Projects in Dad's Garage want to find a project for the noodles. Did Erin release her guide yet on the noodles? Maybe. Yeah, there's she, a couple of noodle projects. One. We have some 3D printed projects and some more kind of crafty projects that use noodles. Yeah, this one might be cool. This one is from Erin. And of course, what can I type? Happens. <laughs> you want me to pull it up? Chat box. <laughs> I'm trying to post the link in the chat and it won't go. Discord, it's fine. Mm. Oh, everything's trying to reload now. Perfect timing uh, for that. Well, I see it here. It's in the uh, Discord. Got a light up costume with noodles. We also have some 3D printed signs. I think we have a noodle shop sign for Lego and uh, a snowflake and i also have a layer layer on how to design uh, little yeah. snap fit um, kind of signs these neon signs that use the noodles so you can check it, take a look at those if you have a 3d printer and if not you could always sew it or add it to existing things like uh, aaron has here in her light up co uh, costumes yeah all good stuff all right uh, da, 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 da. Are we ready to jump into this week's project? Yeah, let's go ahead and jump in to some snap fit goodness. Okie doke. If you head on over to learn.adafruit.com, you can see our latest learn guide has been published. And it's a snap fit case for the Feather Scorpio RP2040. And you can go to the learn guide to um, get the files. It's uh, Right here in the CAD files page, we have uh, two STLs. There's a top and a bottom case. Um, we have the CAD source files available as well. So if you want to modify it in your CAD package of choice, you can use the step file. Or if you have Fusion 360, you can use the original source file. Um, they're pretty small. So it's going to fit on just about all of the 3D printers, even the smaller, like let's say the resin printers. Um, so we're looking at 60 millimeters by 50 millimeters which uh, should fit most 3D printers. And we also have um, CAD files for the Scorpio RP2040 Feather um, in our GitHub, which is linked here. So if folks want to get access to that, they can make custom enclosures for that board, the Feather RP2040 Scorpio. Quickly over to the assembly page. Um, we go over just installing it. Um, I'm going to skip this for now because I, I actually want to show it live in our overhead here, if I can uh, switch over. So let me remove that, stop screen, present. 
and I have an overhead shot of my desk here. So here is the bottom half of the case. It has a couple features. We got mounting tabs on the side in case you want to zip tie this or secure it with some M3 screws to some other surface. We have some openings. We got a port for the USB here. We got a port for the battery right there. And then we have this large gap here um, for the uh, for a uh, two by eight header pin. So the feather uh, comes with two of these header pins that are specifically designed for um, connecting the uh, the eight consecutive NeoPixels. So right here shows the right angled one installed, which is really nice. We it also ships with a straight angled header. Um, so uh, for the case, I recommend kind of putting it on the bottom like that. But you you also have access here on the bottom of the case to those pins there, and uh, the silk screen does a good job of showing you um, what's happening there. So you have eight GPIO pins for your NeoPixels, and then all of these below that are ground connections, noted by that little minus sign there. Um, if you are doing uh, something that's more power hungry, I recommend breaking out uh, the USB voltage pin and a ground pin. That way you have um, the ability to power the NeoPixel separately from a bigger power supply. Let's say you have a thousand NeoPixels, you're going to want something with 5 volts, 10 amps. So you could connect this to that power supply. And uh, on the case, you have uh, you have a slot here, which allows access to some additional wires. Um, if it's if you have a connector, you might want to you know, feed it in before you solder it. Or you could modify this in CAD to make this opening bigger. Um, or it could be used as a mounting uh, slot. So you can secure this first and then secure the feather after. Um, but the way to get the feather secured in there is with uh, two M 2.5 uh, uh, screws. These are the 10 millimeter long versions. And then uh, two hex nuts. And when you're installing the hex nuts, you got to be careful not to uh, not to kind of uh, overlap those chip LEDs. Um, so that could be uh, something to look out for. But other than that, um, I recommend the nylon screws. Uh, so that you don't short anything out. And we have a kit um, with various sizes and standoffs. So uh, definitely check those out. But yeah, that is the feather hanging out there. Um, the top cover has these snap fit bits here and then these two kind of end stops that kind of keep it from shifting around. But the way to line it up is that uh, it's always going to have the straight alignment here goes lined up with the feather. Um, and the USB port is over here. You might be wondering, well, what's this tab here? I added this little tab because when you actually snap fit it, you kind of run out of, uh, you know, you can't really pull it open. So I use that tab there to kind of open that out. So you can always pull that back out like that. Um, the slots should allow the, uh, the 12 and the 16 header pins. If you have them pointing up, um, they'll work pretty well. If you have them installed down, it's not going to really work on this case. I guess you could add another set of slots here at the bottom. Um, but the idea is that your feather wing, if you had one, would fit on top like that. Um, so that's why I have those slots there. You can kind of see them through the holes. And you could also have wires come out of here, too, if you really had something extensive like that. Um, but yeah, that, in a nutshell, is uh, the feather case. Snap fits. That's the coupon code today. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of a quick little case to kind of keep your Feather Scorpio secured and you have some mounting options there. So uh, that's, that is the case. 
And there is the Feather Scorpio. We actually have it in stock right now. It's about uh, $14.95, I think it is. But definitely use that coupon code right there if you want to pick up your Scorpio. Again, it comes with the, those header pins. Um, I have some other kind of things that I want to try out. I didn't have the time to try it out, but we have these um, IDE cables. This is a two by, excuse me, a two by eight IDE cable. And these are normally used for like our RGB matrix displays, but they're both these socket, um, or actually not, is there, no, they're, yeah, they're sockets, right? The plug is what plugs into the socket. So the idea here is that you could have a nice clean connection between these, uh, these header pins here, the two by eight, and then this two by eight here. So you can just connect this if you line it up right. You can plug that in there and now you have a nice uh, a way to kind of connect uh, NeoPixels. Um, I guess one thing I would do is cut this off and then like splice this into a perma proto board maybe or some other, uh, you know, the NeoPixel strip themselves or some JST connectors, whatever whatever option you want for your project. But that's one of the things I wanted to try out. And uh, if we put this one into the case, you actually have uh, an opening here for that to come in. So let me go ahead and do that. Maybe you can take some questions, Pedro, while I do some live assembly here. Um, when you take this out, you just want to use your finger here to hold that hex nut. And then you can take out the, the M25 screw. And while I do this, there's a good opportunity here to show um, there's a little extra feature. Um, because there's only two mounting holes, I, I have two uh, standoffs there that have about three millimeters of space. So you do have a little bit of gap here for wires and headers to sit in there. Um, but you'll notice that there's these little clips at the end there. And that is there uh, so that you can slide the feather in. So you can see here I have this this uh, this uh, these external power cables. You want to feed them through the slot first, like so. And then you'll want to, at an angle, get the end to fit under those little clips. And then you'll see that that um, two by eight header pin allows the uh, allows those pins to kind of come out. And then you just want to line up your mounting holes like so. Pop in your screw. This is a 10 millimeter long screw, which is which is a good good length. It'll pop in through the mounting hole on the feather. And then you'll have to kind of use a little finesse to get that hex nut in there. Let's see if I can do it. Yay. My screwdriver fell off the table, so I'm having to manually screw this in but you get the idea. And uh, there you go. Just make sure you don't um, overlap that, uh, that tiny little chip LED. And then you get the last one in there. It's always like a, a balance of like how much, how small do I want my case? And if you make it super tight, then your finger can't get in there to get screws in there. So that's why there's a little bit of gap. Uh, in between the edge of the PCB and the edge of the case there. I always tend to have a little bit of a uh, gap there. But uh, there you go. Now you have your your 2x8 header pin. I can plug this in here if I line it up. And that snugly fits in there. So you got this kind of nice little clean solution. 
I mean, you're going to have wires coming out anyway, but I think that's kind of clean to have this IDE cable. It's also recommended in the uh, product learn guide um, of the Scorpio um, that you can use this type of cable. And uh, we have these in stock as well. Um, there's also a little white uh, line here just kind of indicate where, you know, like maybe that's a ground or something. So, yeah, but I have yet to use it. You can see here, I don't really have anything else there. Um, but yeah, you could cut this off and splice it into the strips themselves or into connectors. Um, yeah, so that's the case. Um, we can take a look at it in Fusion 360. Um, and uh, just kind of get an idea of, uh, let me share my screen here for Fusion. There it is. So here's what it looks like. Um, all of the uh, features that make up the case are down here. Let's say you want to modify the bottom here, like if you wanted to open that up. Most of the things are going to have sketches. Most of the things are labeled um, under the case uh, component. Um, there's the battery hole. If you wanted to remove that, you could always change that. Um, there's the bottom hole here. You can see it's a five by 20 millimeter long. So if you wanted to make that bigger, maybe you could go like eight. You just gotta be careful um, where, uh, if, if you want it to be lined up perfectly with the edge, you could always reduce the distance here. And uh, that's kind of how it's set up. So everything is down here. It's parametric and it's uh, the, the timeline here shows you all of the uh, the features that are in there, you can see the hardware screws are in there as well. Um, and yeah, maybe you wanted to change the mounting tabs. I have that uh, labeled here. So if you wanted to make it bigger or smaller, all of the sketch dimensions are there for modifying those tabs. And uh, I tend to keep uh, the sketches named. Um, so if you wanted to change any of that, you can see here, here's the header hole. It's got a specific dimension for that, and you can always adjust it if you like. Um, but yeah, that is kind of the uh, the design in a nutshell. Um, yeah, definitely check it out if you have Fusion 360. And if you have something like uh, FreeCAD, you could use the step file. The, uh, the sketches should show as well, and it should have the same structure. You're just not going to get some of, the, uh, some of the things like the silkscreen and some of the materials. Um, that's just one of those things. But you don't really need them. There's just kind of visual things. So that is the design in Fusion. And let's see. Have I been sharing my screen? Yes. OK, good. I, I, I jumped on it. I am oh, getting super annoyed. I cannot find this freaking cable in the shop. Oh, no. The IDE IDI. cable? I tried IDE. It's, here we go. So I, have it, I have it right here for you. It's a PID 4170. Good thing I have the bag <laughs> right here. One seven zero. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> TPIO Four ribbon ones. cable. That's we it. We need to add some. We need to. I mean, that's what it says. Yeah, GPIO IDC cable two by eight. Yeah, I know, yeah. but like it should be. It should I know the search can be a little tricky. Or IDE cable. <laughs> yeah, that's just one of those things. Uh, are they in stock? Do you see them? Yes, they uh, no, they are not stock. Of course not. Oh, so I had a ship. <laughs> that's right. I forgot. Well, if you have some, then you know what's up. 
That's where it'll be. That's wow. where it'll be. Our, it should be linked as a, hey, you might like this. You might need this. Like oh, in the, um, in the product know. pages. That's where I was Isn't looking. It? It's like, why is this not here? Hmm. I think it is in the learn guide. Let me see. That's here. where I went. Sure. That was the second place I went to. Oh, really? Yup. Maybe. Yeah, here's the product learn guide for the feather. You're going to find a lot of stuff like example code and, you know, the pinouts and all that stuff. Um, let me see here. Yeah, this is a good pinout here. This is the pretty pins. So when you're doing Arduino code or CircuitPython code, you just want to reference the pin names. Um, it recently got updated, which is great because um, the uh, the pretty pins uh, reflects uh, how you want to name and uh, write code for the uh, for the various pins on the on the NeoPixel port there. But yeah, this feather has a lot of features. It's got that STEMIQT port, so you can um, connect uh, sensors easily, plug and play, and all of it, all of the GPIO <clears throat> here. You get about twenty one GPIO, but it's really cool that you can. Uh, you can basically do like multitasking with uh, with this feather, so that uh, the NeoPixels are kind of running um, uh, consecutively, and they're super fast. Um, so you can do that DMA stuff using the NeoPixel 8 library. And next week's project, this holiday tree that you may have seen um, in the background of my video here, and in the video that we shared uh, on YouTube this morning of the case, there's a, a little holiday tree project that uses uh, that NeoPixelate library. Um, yeah. And there's just some more info on like powering thousand plus pixels and what you want to look out for. So check that out. Um, yeah, every, every project is going to be a little bit different. So we try to kind of accommodate for all of them with our documentation. And uh, shout out to Phil B for uh, hitting up this, uh, this learn guide. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty beefy for a beefy board requires beefy documentation and if you want to get that feather there it is it's in stock you get 10 percent off it with the coupon code stamp fit excellent and that is this week's projects cool. like yay right, quick jump over to raspberry pi nothing in stock yet <laughs> Oh, that's 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 fair, but keep your eye. Maybe later tonight we'll get some uh, some raspberry yeah, pies. Looks like some new stuff going in the shop. All right, cool. Mm -hmm. Let's mm -hmm. go ahead. Where are my titles over here? Let's go ahead and jump into sure. this week's. What are we prototyping? Where are the backgrounds? I can add your video. Am I? You are here. There you are. All right. <laughs> Let's go ahead and check out what we're working on this week. What are we prototyping? All right. Let's go ahead and jump over to my camera over here. Yep. There you are. All right. Cool. So uh, really cool inspiration on Instagram that caught Lamar's attention. It was a rocket lamp. Everybody lo loves space and exploration here. So really cool to make a like a night light course for Bebez uh, with uh, CircuitPython and a bunch of the parts that we have in the shop. So Liz coded up this very awesome um, rocket. So it has the rotary, rotary encoder that controls the uh, 
a feather RP20 with a um, proto feather inside. And oh, the prop maker, prop maker, prop maker, prop maker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The prop maker is a great board. It gives you uh, lots of features for your feather, so you can just plug in NeoPixels. It gives you um, a nice port for speaker um, audio output. It also has some fancy things like uh, high voltage for RGB LEDs, like yeah. three watts. And you can power it off of just a regular 3.7 uh, LiPo battery. Yeah, yeah. So what we got here is she has function Liz uh, coded some functionality. So with the Rodian coder, you can switch between functions like the brightness, which you probably won't be able to see as well here in this bright room, and the volume. So she added some real sound effects from um, Flyover of Saturn. So we're playing mm. an MP3 on there. She has volume control. And if you click in, a snap of that. So if we click in, you can change the mode into the NeoPixels. You kind of see there, it's going up oh, and down that's great. for brightness. I and you kind of see there. I love that the onboard LED on the rotary encoder yeah. changes to let you know what mode you're in. That is slick. I didn't know that that was there. Yeah, so it changes between uh, blue and red to let you know what mode you're in. That's super awesome. Yeah. Now this is a prototype, but the idea is to have the fan. Now there's a an actual fan yeah. that's blowing air. There's a fan inside, it's supposed yeah. to have this kind of flame effect. And we've done that in a previous project where we used a piece of tissue paper or like a a silk um uh, a piece of fabric essentially that creates yeah. this fake flame effect. No fire needed. It's it's actually cool air, you know. So you with the, uh, the added NeoPixel. It gives you that really nice effect. Um, yeah, so yeah, you got to play around with the design of the flame. <laughs> yeah, so and like powering it. Light. Yeah, we just oh, got yeah, yeah, yeah. word from Lamar that uh, we should use one of the RGB pins to get that 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 high voltage to power that five volt fan that's uh, mm -hmm. nestled in between. You made a really cool um, bracket that kind of contains all the boards in this circuit sandwich, which we like to yeah that we like. That. It looks super cool. Let's jump into Fusion. Let's see if I can show oh, yeah. that. Where am I? Where's my mouse? <laughs> <There I am. laughs> oh, I wanted to show what the uh, the brightness looks like. Oh, yeah. Look kind at that. Here for, I guess the color profiles are different, but you can mm. see here um, the, yeah, the diffusion. It, the illumination is, look at that. The whole thing lights up. Very nice yeah. rocket lamp. And the and it's kind of modeled off the, mm -hmm. the SpaceX one, yeah, the little module. Mm. Um, yeah, oh, what's it called? Yeah, the capsule dragon, that they have. Dragon. Yeah, yeah, one of the dragon capsules. Um, yeah, that looks pretty dang cool when it's uh, yeah, it's in its intended environment, like at night, like the diffusion mm -hmm. on it. We posted about if you want to know the PLA for this, it's just ivory white PLA. It's got a really good diffusion. It's on Amazon. You can find it by just searching for that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. And you can paint details or add details if you want to yeah, customize I think I it to do your like, kid or something. Mm -hmm. Like the framing that it. was around the um, inspiration for this, which I mm. should have had loaded up. <laughs> yeah, that's so, fine. Well. You get an idea. A rocket lamp made with like steel pipes. But this is all 3D mm -hmm. printed. It's a lot more safe and lightweight. What was um, I going to show before getting sidetracked on that? Uh, sorry. Present, <laughs> share. Oh, fusion. Let's go ahead and jump. All oh, right, fusion. the model. Yeah, to look at the uh, 
the mounting. How everything's stacked. I don't want to take it apart now because I still got to do stuff to it. But here's right. how everything is laid out. Here's a um, inspection side view of it. Uh, you can see how the, if I get rid of the bodies here, you can see how the, let's see, how do I rotate around? There we go. So yeah, so everything, um, so there's a mount for the uh, LEDs. Yeah, which uh, NeoPixel ring, right? Yeah, so we're using two. It's the 16 and the 24. So 16 points down, and that illuminates the flames. And then the 24 NeoPixel up here, mm. bring those back in, uh, illuminates the rest of the rocket body. So that's pointing up, and the 16 is pointing down, and you have all oh, these, yeah. um, all these like areas for the wires to come out of, and then these little mounting holes right here. That is where the fan is mounted to. Oh, brilliant! Pop that yeah. In like that. So you have some tabs that's, that. That's great. Bring that fan mount in. See how that mounts on like that. It's always interesting trying to figure out how to mount all this stuff together, like a circuit sandwich. That is the main work for real. So <laughs> it is structure. Yeah, yeah that's why so... that's fascinating to look at. It's a really good solution. Yeah, here. They're all modular, so if you needed to change the tolerances, yes. you could just print out one bracket as opposed to, you know, exactly. one bracket that that would be. Yeah, I think for cosplay props, like people definitely take note of how. You want to have your thing stacking and uh, nice and compact. It's, that's the name of the mm -hmm. game. You're doing a cosplay prop. You want to compact everything. So if you want to do yeah, some so sort of, on... I don't know, weapon or something, you can, you can definitely oh, use, yeah, reuse this. Oh, yeah, this would be adjusted to a weapon. So, yeah. um, so just a confidence boost for anybody who is looking at, oh, no, the, like, the screws that I'm going to need for this is going to be so tiny. These are M2 by 8 millimeter long mm. screws. And this prints out pretty good as long as your uh, printer is calibrated. This is nice and strong, and it holds everything together. So um, once you have that fastened onto the LED mount, the fan mount goes on top. And then on top of the fan, after it's mounted, what goes on top of that is the feather mount. So and then here's the uh, plate for that. The feather uh, RP2040 goes on top of that with the prop maker. So that's Sweet. how that mounts. So going into there, and we're mounting these with the included um, screws that come with the the fans, the five oh, volt right. fan, and the cool. fan. Uh, yeah, we'll mount. Uh, we'll hold on to the um, feather. So yep. the RP twenty forty feather will mount onto this part, and then because the prop maker is attached with headers, we now have an additional mount. So we can use the prop mm. maker to mount the speaker i love the speaker the too the yeah, mini speaker. oval speaker is great yeah. yeah it's a little speaker that can pack a lot of punch yeah um, sounds really and then um you can mess what's so cool about this design is uh, you can mount this uh, facing down or facing up depending on how the cavity of your design is so you can have mm -hmm. it amplify a lot better based on how you know the cavities are for the speaker so it'll mount both wow. ways and that's pretty much it, I think. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that goes on the side. Oh, right. That's kind of base, the umbilical cord for these yeah. uh, these rockets. Yep. That's a really smart so way to using, do it. Yes, yeah, so we're using the uh, DIY um, 
ribbon cable, USB-C to uh, USB-A. So that'll just funnel through here, or route through here, mm. along with the Stemma cable, which is connecting the rotary encoder, and then right. the uh, JST for the power, and anything else you want to route. I actually have to make it just a little bit wider to accommodate mm. um, the lid. I forgot to calculate the lid. <laughs> I need space for the lid to pop into and oh, to hide that. Okay. Yeah, a little cover to kind of cover the wire. That's cool. And then all this is going to route down into the pan down here. More mounts down here. There's going to be another case that's going to house the, um, the rotary encoder and a very cool retro style uh, switch that has like that cover. It lets you uh, pop. I should have brought it out here. It looks so cool. Oh, yeah. Like I love those. Little it's like an aviator. Cover off. Um, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The on and off switch will be on there. And yep. that should be like a, a pretty cool rocket. Yeah, um, dude. This is cool. Gone through a bunch of night light type um, things for Gavin throughout the years. And I've never mm. seen one where it had the this type of functionality where it had the noise oh, it's with the brightness <laughs> control. Where yeah, you white noise. Stick your own MP3, drop in your mm. own MP3 and get your own um, audio in there. It's always like a limited set of audio to choose from. And then you could never adjust the brightness on that. So this is so cool that you could do that. And yeah. then, of course, the rocket body, you can all, all of that is editable. So super yeah, cool to be able to have. Super um, cool. I like the idea cool, that... Both the kids now want one. And oh, Declan yeah. is like so mad that when I showed it it's to him, done. the flame wasn't <laughs> on there. He's like, where's the flame, daddy? Wah. Not done yet. <laughs> I want the flame. That's fun. Yeah. I think <laughs> this is good to... For like going further, if you can write, if folks that are into writing the software, you can have any number of sensor, a temperature sensor that could use the the, oh, the ambient temperature to change yeah. the color or change oh. the sound. Um, you can have that it controlled over IOTs so that depending on the time Ooh. of day, it changes. It can change the audio, the sound, and the light. So you have these three kind of senses um, that you the can first change, thing that came to my mind was sensors, yeah. have one of the sensors. If the temperature gets 80 degrees or something hot, sound an alarm, send an email to oh, the IoT, wow. you know, like, oh, mm -hmm. the freaking room is hot or something, you know. So some yeah. way to alert you. Um, thinking the mindset of the, uh, I forgot that sock, the Owlet sock, where it could you oh, know, yeah. get your oxygen levels and. The temperature of your kid so this is a really good way to alert to wow with a with really a pdm good. mic you can add a pdm mic so if it detects a certain threshold of volume maybe the baby's crying mm. it'll alert you via iot using whippersnapper yeah. or adafruit io yeah mm -hmm. there's this there's this like fully featured rocket baby rocket wow. lamp noise maker yeah, alerter <laughs> all things yeah there's so much things yeah it's pretty cool Really, really good. And I could see why Lamar was like, hey, I have a baby now. Well, when he showed me, that's the first thing that flooded my mind. I was like, oh, crap, adjustable audio, any, um, you know, the, the brightness again. That's stuff that I've not seen in any of the many um, night lights that we've gotten for Gavin over the years. Yeah. Yeah, super cool. It's like a Python powered. Uh, Liz mm -hmm. did an excellent job of coding the uh, getting all the comments in there to see what you need to get everything working. So you can adjust like if you want to use different amount of NeoPixels or whatnot, you can easily adjust that. And yeah. of course, MP3s, I'll uh, just drag and drop it right in. Cool. And I could go. Super cool.
So this will be just got to reprint the uh, or finish modeling the uh, enclosure down here for the yeah. base, and then figuring out a good way to get the um, the flame uh, tissue paper flame. Yeah. To, uh, also, if you there. if you run into you know like issues with gravity, you could always have it at an angle, like a forty five degree angle. That way, the the fan oh, has a yeah, little yeah. bit more more room. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But. I thought it would flutter more because gravity's pulling it down. I remember, like with the torch, um, it was a little, yeah. more, a little bit difficult because you know it could flop downwards. So mm -hmm. let's see if we can uh, play with that. Maybe adjust that at an angle. That's a good yeah. idea. Huh, maybe you should mount for... to a tripod mount <laughs> so you can adjust that way. Right. And just so folks see the flame, this is what we're talking about. Our uh, kind of little oh, three D yeah, printed yeah, yeah. torch frame that was inspired by a. Uh, Nick uh, Daimlow's medieval torch project uses a Gemma and just a NeoPixel jewel. Um, but yeah, same effect. Uh, yeah, very, very cool effect that's uh, scalable and uh, you know you can modify oh, this, it. Uh, show comments button is too dangerously close to the end broadcast button. <laughs> oh wow, yeah, it is. I just so Connor that. is asking how many walls on the rocket model. This is two walls. Yeah. Right. So it's like a millimeter oh, thick. So or... 1. 5. Oh, 1.5. 1. 5. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I do have so... in slicing, I have it set to three walls, but I can only see okay. two. When mm. I had it set to two walls, like there was definitely um, under extrusion. Oh yeah, on the model. Okay. So yeah, in your slicer. Yeah, if you're wall. Yeah, if you're um. Normally, your wall thickness, like one perimeter, is 0.4 millimeters. So just multiply that by how many you want. So if you want four or three, it it comes up yeah. as 1.2 millimeters, um, or 1.6 millimeters if you want four walls. Um, but yeah, the idea is to have you know a right a right balance between being thin but not too thin that it like crumbles in your hand. Yeah, yep, that's what would happen. That's what could have happened. Yeah, and then um, was printing too fast, so I lowered that down. Mm. It kind of bleeds over yeah. into shop talk, but I don't have the thing that I wanted to shop talk about. The probe for my bed leveler broke. Like oh the, no. The no 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 I got I, I have extra parts that's what the whole of thing course. is going to be about like make sure you have extra parts <laughs> yeah one more of those you don't want to wait a few days but I'll yeah. talk about it next week yeah like the polar polarity on those like wear out or something because this isn't the first time where it's just the little needle you know the thing, the thing that goes blip, mm -hmm. blip, yeah to do the um the leveling or to check the leveling yeah it's getting a lot like, of it wouldn't go up or down stress like, wow. I don't see anything different inside of it, but I guess polarity, uh, polarity runs out on the little magnet that's controlling it. I don't know. <laughs> Put a new one in huh. and it kept working perfectly. Okay. They're like well. $4 on Amazon. So, Oh, nice. Uh, they should be here sometime today. But yeah, I was just going to say, where's the thing? It's kind of like shop talk. <laughs> Go yeah. ahead and make sure you always have extra parts because you never know when... Yeah. You know, it's right in the middle of trying to test something, and I need to hurry up and test it. I'm going to go ahead and order some for our printer down here. So <laughs> it will happen. Do that. Um, I think. Yeah, you, it will. I think they it's all come with. It, yeah. Oh, it comes with the next. One. Yeah, the ones from Tiny Machines. It comes yeah, with an extra one, but 
that only gives you one chance, <laughs> you know? That's right. It's like your spare tire like, in the back of your car. That's like the you, warning. It's like a donut. Need another one. <laughs> you need another one. Same thing yeah. with nozzles. Um, mm-hmm. Go ahead and just get a whole new uh, BL touch. Uh, yeah. Little component. Mm-hmm. That you're not having to like take it apart too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, That's speaking funny. of shop talk, I got uh, I got a shop talk. It's a, it'll be a real quick one though. Uh, mainly just that uh, we got some more CAD files on the GitHub repo. Let me load my screen here. And it's kind of an old one that's been updated. So Lamar's been doing a tear on uh, updated um, dev boards. This is uh, an old one, but a good way. The Metro yeah. Mini V2. It now has USB-C and uh, Stemma QT for uh, all sorts of uh, sensors that are plug and play. Um, it's still running off that 32U4, I believe. So it's limited to uh, Arduino. But if folks like this board and want to do a drop-in replacement, it's got the same mounting holes and pinouts. So folks want a 3D model of that, you can pick up their Metro Mini V2. It's in stock, I believe, still. And uh, there's your CAD file for it. And uh, I have another shop talk. I have... Uh, gone crazy with my uh, Skadis metric pegboard from Ikea. I thought it'd be nice to uh, kind of redraw the pegboard um, nice. with the slots so that I can like create um, model stuff a bit it. of a... Sh- yeah, Excellent. so I can model stuff for it and know exactly how the hooks are going to go in. You can see here that it's kind of off. Um, but that's because I've been experimenting with um, using user parameters to make it easy. So here I have user parameters. And you'll see here that I have something called slot QT. And that's the quantity of the slots. And each slot is about 40 millimeters uh, of spacing, the distance between those slots. So if I wanted to put three and I hit enter, now you can see that uh, the the not only the, the brackets move, but the shelf that goes with the bracket has also moved. So let me make this two, and it'll go exactly in in those spaces. But because of the uh, the um, the slots actually stagger a bit, so you can see the second um, mm. row down, it's half mm. of 40, which is 20. So if I were to put that back to one, it would fit, but just one row below. And um, I haven't quite you know, made the, the file update so it goes down, but I don't think it really needs to. You just kind of know that inheritedly that all right, it's going to go. So here's four slots across. One, two, three, four. You can see the um, the bracket, or the shelf, rather, updates, and the tabs stay in place. And I'm using screws to attach them. You can see here I got a little polygon, a little hex nut um, kind of cavity so that a hex nut can fit in there and stays locked in there. Um, but yeah, I thought it'd be nice to kind of make the whole setup here. And uh, this is like just a quarter of the uh, of the square pegboard. Because if I made the whole pegboard, it'd be massive. So I didn't really want to do that. Um, but yeah, I'll probably share this file. You can see here in the timeline kind of how I uh, pieced it together. I started with uh, making the giant square and then putting the slots where they need to go. I only have four of them. I create an extrusion, and then I can use the rectangular pattern tool to kind of do this thing. But as you see, I get these edges that get um, clipped off. 
So I just created another set of lines and then I fill that in, add some fillets, and then I start working on that bracket. Um, and I like the idea of reusing um, this bracket for all sorts of things. So what I have here is um, this, instead of a shelf, I made this, uh, this little caliper holder. So I actually have a little, um, a little custom thing for my um, for my calipers, my Matillo calipers. So let me set this back to two, or rather one. And then that's uh, that only uses one um, unit, I guess one. Well, it's really two, but you know what I mean. It's kind of like one um, uh, slot distance, and uh, that would work down here. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I've been working on. And I'll share the files a little bit later, um, but that's just a, a little shop talk that uh, I wanted to share with folks. Yeah, I'm really liking this uh, this pegboard and to have, um, you know, drawing the thing over and over again. So I like the idea of using mm -hmm. parameters and being able to quickly just come in here and be like, all right, I need a bracket, I need a shelf. Um, so look at that tiny shelf. And the shelf itself, you can look at the sketch here. Um, you can change the width here. You could turn these values into user parameters too, but I can I just have them hard coded. So let's say you wanted to make this go down more. Yeah, maybe you could do like 40. So you extreme. I'm gonna fill it broke there, but that's fine. And then you can make this uh, a little bit shorter. Or... Now it's like more of a hook. You get the idea there. So I don't know. That's just a, a little bit of a what I've been uh, shop talking, working on rather. So, uh, yeah, check uh, check out the Skadis um, pegboard from IKEA. There you go. Awesome. Very cool. Excellent. All right, let me get my share window back. All right, go ahead and jump into this week's community makes. Yay. This week on Community Makes, something that Kiddo has been wanting for <laughs> quite a while. You actually tried modeling one? Or, yeah, I think you were like we made a, it out of like a, like a cardboard and uh, some air drying uh -huh. clay. Yeah. Uh, so we were super stoked when we saw somebody had modeled this guy up. Just just the camera there. Just oh, wow. Look at that paint there. job. Man. This is Boxy Boo. And what yeah, I really like about the... this is, yeah, say I don't know. <laughs> oh Poppy yeah, Playtime, it's from right? the, uh, yeah, it's it's from the video game. It's a spinoff of Poppy Playtime. It's um, Project Playtime. So it's like a multiplayer game, go. indie horror style game, um, from Mob Games, the game studio. And uh, oh, cool. this is one of the characters. It's a it's a bit of a Jack in the Box, but it's like this. Mm -hmm demonic you know monster um terrorizes the children <laughs> the kids love that <laughs> but this yeah, is cool because it has two creepy. different uh print in place kind of mechanisms you got the uh mm -hmm. the uh the mouth that can uh open and close with this print in place joint and then uh, you have like this uh this technique that was known in like woodworking uh to to make flexible joints um so you have like, these staggered slots here and these reliefs rather and they allow the the the, the limbs to, to bend slightly 
um, which is pretty cool. That's reminiscent to the kind of slinky uh, mechanism in a real Jack in the Box. So that's mm -hmm. pretty cool. So what did you? How did you get the different colors? Yeah, so these are all just uh, acrylic painting. So for the mouth and all the other, the blue and the yellow, it's just paint. You can kind of see the paint strokes on the back there. And it's about five coats. And yeah, um, don't have a multicolor little mechanism machine thing. So painting has to do. <laughs> but yeah, no, looks uh, great. just regular, you know, like the 88 cent acrylic paint that you find at Target or Walmart um, hmm. works pretty well. Uh, the only tip for that is just uh, lightly brush on each um, each layer. Don't try to do like a second brush, or it will wipe it away. So one brush, move on to the next uh, part of the um, that you're painting, and then just let it dry in between each layer. And, oh, yeah, uh, for the white, uh, yeah, just uh, glob it on. A, you know, not super thick where it's like dripping off. Mm. And then if you get any mistakes, like there's some, yeah, like that. You can just scratch that off after it's um, dried. Uh, so don't mm. try to wipe it off or it will go into the layer lines, like into the crevices of the layers. So just wait for it to dry and then you can just scrape it off with a hobby knife or anything that has like an edge. And it mm -hmm. um, yeah, comes off pretty easy. So just get it off like that. Cool. And fix any mistakes. Right. Uh, I think you pretty much said everything else. Just the um, the hingey stuff, and then the uh, print in place little mouth, super cool. For the printing, I did have to use like I think it was like a br ten brims, so to hold everything together, so nothing would mm. fall out of place, and uh, uh, no supports. This is a paid oh, wow. model; it's like two bucks, I think. And uh, one cool thing is. Uh, Brandy was at Target and noticed that they have now Poppy Playtime toys at Target, so it is hitting mainstream. Oh now. wow, that's that's great. Here is bad. the uh, the design on uh, Colts 3D. That's the uh, website where folks can uh, market uh, their designs. They have free stuff as well. Um, but yeah, this one's like from. Uh, yep, this one is from Flexi Art. Is their name. And there you have a couple photos here. So did you scale it up oh, at all? Yeah. This looks like 100% no. now. Yep, 100%. Oh, even the claws can be uh can Yeah, be I know. The kids are telling me when the that. claws aren't painted. It's like, yo, I'm out of oh, time. Oh, that's Sorry. funny. <laughs> the kids. Here's the model. Like, yo, and, uh, you paint it. <laughs> that's great. Your turn. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, or you could paint. You can print it else. in white, and then you paint it red. But I, I, I like that you that's printed it in red and cool painted it white. Because then it's less paint, right? Way much. Yeah, they were even asking me about the limbs because the limbs are supposed to be metal. I'm like, I'm not painting those limbs, guys. <laughs> That's funny how they much detail leave. they. Yeah. How much uh, detail they, every little thing. These freaking kids will tell you what is wrong with the thing you made. <laughs> wow. That's an testament to uh, paying attention to detail. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yep. All right. Well, that is the uh, Timeless Tuesday. Fantastic work from Plexi Art. Yes. If you got a kid. They probably like it. <laughs> All right. Continuing on with uh, continuing on with uh, community makes. We only have one this week. Let me share my screen here. This was posted up on printables.com from Feng uh, Chi. 
Frank uh, Feng Chi posted up a make of the the heat set insert rig. This is a, a little tool that you could use to create um, to create heat set inserts for printed uh, things, and they printed it out uh, in their own filament, and they got um, a piece of twenty twenty extrusion. They got the bearings all set up with a string, and uh, it has this nice um, motion. And it looks like they have a really nice uh, base here. I'm not sure if it's metal or not, but it looks pretty sturdy. And it's got mounting holes and stuff. So, uh, yeah, no comment, but it's got a rating of five stars, which I'm happy about. And that it's makes a total of, yeah, me neither. And that makes, um, I guess, 14 makes so far on printables. And, uh, yeah, it's one of the popular tools cool. that, uh, that folks are uh, printing. So uh, that's this week's Community Makes. All right. Cool. Any um, last? No uh... Yeah, there's no way to. Or, I like how the comments get pulled in from most everywhere except yeah. Discord, right? No, I mean yeah. we have Discord in the background yeah. as a tab, so that's that's what we yeah, got. Yeah, just some highlights. Uh, Brent is saying that would be a really good guide to list parts that you might want to have on hand when things break. Mm, um, okay. The uh, PEI bed, I had to get two more. Luckily, I had two extras because they stopped adhering no matter what yes. I did. I cleaned them. I did the um, the wire mesh to try to you know rough up the surface. I got nothing. Huh. Yeah, right something the about the coating. Yeah, something about the coating wears out. The PLA, mm -hmm. I think, there's some sort of coating that after you print a certain amount of times on the same area over and over again, like, I don't know, smooths it out or something where it just does not stick at all. You can kind of see, and we didn't show the time lapse for the boxy boo, but you could see it start lifting up, even with as many brims as I had. So luckily, I had extras. <laughs> Toss wow. those other ones in the recycling and because it's like metal sheets, you know? Sure, yeah. Um, grabbed out my spares. Hopped back on Amazon and ordered more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's oh, man, that gone through thousands of hours printing. So, mm -hmm. oh my just God, wear yeah. and tear. Yeah. And so much flexing and bending and like, you know, dust mm. falls on it. And, you know, there's all the dog hair, you know, even after you wipe it down, <laughs> like when you're repeatedly printing on something like for hours on end, like something like coats it that doesn't let it stick anymore. Yeah, I don't think there's any material that's going to last forever either. I remember when we were using Ultimakers, the glass bed, that wore mm -hmm. out. It, like eats away at the glass at some points, especially with like different material like PETG and any of the yeah. nylons. Like Actually, they eat away from that. Glass. Yeah, that, that happened with their flexible material. <laughs> oh, oh Duestra says my best luck so far has been on a glass bed. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, we I, have I, spare glass bed too. <laughs> Yeah, and I just got finished saying like, "Oh, I remember the glass bed." Yes, Brillo pad. Yeah, I tried that. It didn't. It didn't work. <laughs> so sad. Um, it's like, dude, I don't want to. The only way to purchase these is with that magnetic backing, and it's like, I don't need another one of those. So, it... oh uh, yeah, sucks, man. All right, well, all good things to to let people know that at mm -hmm. some point you gotta you gotta replace it. Bowden tubes. Um, <laughs> uh what is it what's it called uh the whole not the motherboard but like the drive drive board 
Oh, I had yeah. to replace a whole one of those before multiple times. Yeah. Well, you've only been printing for 10 years. <laughs> I mean, we have to have something ready like every single week. So it's like, dude, we can't mess around with this. <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah. yeah and if you're doing a you small print shop, you know the drill by now. There you go. That too. Yeah. At some points, you right. just replace the whole printer because it's easier, <laughs> cheaper. Yeah. Like time is it. worth more, isn't it? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Forgot about your time. That's cool. Right, cool. All uh, right. One last well, look at the Raspberry Pi stuff. Uh, maybe we missed it because I'm seeing on Twitter people saying that they had stuff in their cart and it disappeared. <laughs> Whoa. So it didn't check out fast enough or their account wasn't set up. So make sure that all that is set up. Oh, so they're already gone. So they were they were okay, available in the morning, they're but they're gone. gone now. Dang, I didn't. Uh, I didn't even see that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's the world we live so in. So that is the show for this week. Later yeah. on tonight, though. Yeah, later tonight we got the return of Ask an Engineer with Lamar Ooh. and Phil. So they'll be back. We also have Show and Tell shortly before then at seven thirty p.m. Eastern Time. This time it's going to be Liz Clark who will be hosting. So tune in uh, to uh, to listen in. We still got that coupon code. This this will work for the whole day, and it will uh, close out tomorrow, Thursday. But awesome. for 24 hours, it's open. You got uh, SnapFit is the discount code. And uh, later on Ask Engineer, we'll have another coupon code too. Sweet. Yeah. I don't think you can apply two coupon codes. I don't think you can. No, no. It's just one per pick one. Yeah, pick one. That's either yeah, it's the same, really. It's really meant for if you need something now, so you don't have to wait all all the way until you know next day for the shipping to actually go out. So if you need it by Friday. Yeah. Go. Cool. Let's see. We have some banners here to close up the show. Yep. Um show and tell again tonight at 7 30 p.m. Eastern time. You get an invite an invite to the stream yard to be a, a, a participant by heading over to the discord chat room. So PT will drop a, a link or rather Liz will drop a link down there uh, like five or 10 minutes before the, uh, the seven thirty time slot. And then at 8 PM Eastern time is ask an engineer, get some top secrets, uh, some news, new products and uh, I and MPI. So, and then tomorrow, tomorrow's JP's workshop. It's uh, Thursdays at um, 4 p.m. Eastern time, I think. Or maybe 5. No, I forget. I think it, there's a showtime. Yeah, do the showtime on uh, on uh, Discord. I can't manage my windows. <laughs> Here <we> go. <laughs> it's been at the top as well. You could always look at that. And then um, I think the Desk of Lady Ada live stream happens on Sundays at uh, random random times and that's it that's going to be it for the show thank you everybody in discord and elsewhere for hanging out with us we appreciate y'all and we hope everybody has good luck on their uh, on their projects and and more until next time number two make a, make great, a great day, day. <laughs> bye folks good night